Are you wondering what your unique travel personality is? Also, what kind of travel style are you? If you're not sure, then this episode is definitely the one for you. Join me while I talk with Dan Coleman from G Adventures to talk about how you can travel with purpose on your next trip. Hey, I'm Steph, and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 16 on Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Myers and I am your travel agent and host. In today's episode, I am so blessed to have Dan Coleman from G Adventures join us on the show. We are talking about G Adventures as a company, what their brand message is, and also diving into a little bit about the different travel styles that they do. We are doing a mini series with G Adventures, so together we will be releasing some more episodes based around travel personality what different people are attracted to which different style. So stay tuned for those. But in today's episode, it is an overview of the brand and what they're known for. So let's dive in. Hi, Dan. Welcome to Unplug in Paradise. Thank you so much, Steph. It's great to be here. Oh, it's such a great pleasure to have you on the show. I feel like this has been a really long time coming. It has. I mean, we first talked about um, the work that you're doing through your podcast, I think, over a year ago. Um, it and was. Yeah, um, G Adventures, yeah, on behalf of the crew, we're just, um, we, we feel privileged to be part of, of what you're doing. So thank you for inviting us. Oh, thank you. So we're here today to talk about G Adventures and what they bring to the table in terms of their unique travel styles, what their core values are, and a collect as a collective, how they convey their brand message throughout their journeys across the globe. But before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, 
rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. So let's start off by finding out what G-Adventure's mission is behind everything that you do and what separates it from other touring options out there on the market. Great, let's do it. Alrighty. So can you tell us a little bit about G-Adventure's, what your brand message is? Okay, so there's so many parts to that. I know that we've, um, you know, we've talked about um, about the brand message and what I would be saying, but there's, there is a lot to it. So I suppose let's just start at the um, at the beginning. So what we do is we take um, travellers away on really exciting, um, amazing adventures all around the world. Um, we've been doing that for 30 years. Um, and, yeah, I think at the moment there must be – we're travelling to over 100 countries um, on all seven continents. So that's what we do. But what we do that people, you know, really love about us and, and why they come back to us and I think why we've had – sort of the continued success that we have is there's a very much a local approach um, in what we're doing. So we're trying to give people meaningful experiences. So an authentic experience and destination with people with different cultures, um, you know, landscapes Mm -hmm. and wildlife um, and doing that responsibly. So we're working with um, local communities. Bruce, the founder of G Adventures, he talks about us not being a travel company, but a social enterprise. Um, and that, yeah, I, I love that part of working with G Adventures. So how that would look mm-hmm. for someone that's on a trip with us, um, you know, you go into a beautiful place, it might be remote um, and, you know, the infrastructure that we're using. So things like transportation, accommodation and meals um, where we can is we'll incorporate local suppliers into our chain. Um, yes. So, yeah. Oh, look, it's and we've been doing that for 30 years. And as I said, that's why people you know, continue to come back with us. It is authentic and it is genuine in, in how we do that. So what I do like about G Adventures is we we haven't always got it right. Um, you know, I'll, I'll put my hand up and admit, because I've been with G Adventures for over a decade now. And look, I, I hate to say it, but I've, I've ridden an elephant and I've been to a tiger temple and I've taken mm-hmm. photos of children and I've visited schools and, you know, all of those things that I, d- I didn't know. Um, were sort of as harmful um, as as they are. Um, but along the way, I think the heart at G Adventures, um, and, you know, this comes from our people that travel with us and, and the people that work with the business, heart's in the right place and we're constantly learning and evolving. So when I said that we're genuine in our approach, I, I believe that we're doing it right. Um, you know, for now, always open-minded, open-hearted to learn how to do it better. Um, but yeah, the brand is, um, as I said, it's a social enterprise. Um, we talk about G for good. Um, it's the impact that we can have on um, remote communities and, um, you know, through um, the work that we're doing, um, but also having an amazing life-changing experience for our travellers along the way. Um, so it all sorts of work. It works really well. Um, I like how every part of that works harmoniously together just to be better. Um, at what we're doing so yeah I think that's G Adventures that's the sort of long answer yeah I love what you guys do for the local communities and in way of training up women especially in different you know localized villages and things like that to actually be an active part of society and helping out you know whether it's like taxi driving or something like that 
I just love what you guys do and respect to, yeah, getting women involved. Yeah, so do I, Steph. It's, um, as I said, I've been at 10 years now with G Adventures. I, I left and I came back. and um, You just loved it that much. They, well, couldn't, the they couldn't keep you away. <laughs> Truthfully, that, that's actually it. it it's, it's nice to, to feel proud um, for who you work with and who you work for. So, yeah, you touched on some of the work that we do with um, women, um, you know, and, and that is a big part of it. So one of the pillars of um, G for Good is about supporting uh, women. So it's that um, social enterprise is we've got things like the Women's Weaving Co-op. Um, just before you hit the Inca Trail or head to Machu Picchu with us, um, you go and visit one of the communities um, in the Sacred Valley. And there's a um, the Women's Weaving Co-op. It's a really beautiful initiative. And I first went there probably about seven or eight years ago. And at the time, it was just a small village on the side of a hill um, with not a lot, but a really beautiful um, and important um, cultural um, weaving technique um, that was, you know, unique to these people um, in, the, in the Andes. So we're working with the women there because a lot of the men, they work on the Inca Trail with us. So the porters, the guides, the cooks. So it was how could we, you know, support their families. And our travellers, when they go, they want to buy a knickknack or, or a souvenir to take home. So why not, um, you know, ramp that up and do it really well? So the Women's Weaving Co-op, it started with, I, I'd say, three or four um, ladies from this community who were saying, come and visit our um, village. We want to show you what we do. Um, and I was lucky to go back there probably two years ago, and they're thriving. Um, it's always a highlight wow. for our travellers that go there. Um, and then the, all these little micro-enterprises will come off that. So um, there's a guy who makes tea there, and it's all of the um, herbs from the mountains that you just don't know about. Um, oh, and, wow. you know, that, that costs you one soul, so that's 50 cents. Um, you can buy, you can see how the weaving's done. Um, you can buy from the person who did it, and it supports the community. So now they have internet in their school. Um, they're sending their kids off to universities. Um, you know, all of that, as I said, our travellers want an authentic experience, and they want to do it right. Um, and we've empowered these people um, to, you know, to they've grabbed a little bit of that tourist dollar that's coming through, and they're working really well with it. So we find that the leaders in a lot of these communities are women. Yeah. Um, and, and that's... Um, you know, and that stands true across the globe. So um, there's a lot of projects which we're doing, um, which are working with um, women in these remote communities. Even, you know, as you said, taxi driving um, in Delhi, you know, you get picked up by women on wheels um, and that's your transfer service home. We could just use a taxi. Um, yes. But for the, yeah, well, that's it. And I've done this and, and I love it. But for the investment of a year-long chauffeur training program and a microloan for the vehicles, now we have you know, put these women through um, this, that they're looking after our travellers just to drive them from the airport. So it's a great way to meet um, travellers as they come into a country. Plus, this is the first piece of ID and, and real work that these ladies have had access to. When they go back home in their uniform into their community or into their, you know, villages, people are seeing them. And I like to think that other young ladies are seeing these, these women are thinking, like, there's yeah. a pathway. So it, 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 we talk about the ripple score and the ripple effect. Um, as simple as choosing to not take a taxi, but to invest in, you know, this Woman on Wheels program, there's a huge impact um, that's been had there. And as I said, our travellers love it. That's why they come back to us. So, so it really does work. I think it makes such a huge difference just between, like, you could you can book any sort of tour or deciding to go with somebody who actually 
travels with purpose and so much purpose and it's so so important it is Steph and this is the thing that I love about our industry I've been around a little while now and um, part of the you, furniture mate uh, I feel like <laughs> so what, what I've seen and I love this and I've sort of I've spoken to a couple of people about this but look we're not the only um tour company out there that's doing stuff like this there are some amazing um, businesses and operations that that are really working to be authentic sustainable responsible and i love that we we're all racing to the top it's not a race to the bottom we're all racing to the top we're all trying to be mm. better than each other and it's just having you know it's it's having such a great effect on how people travel a lot of what we do um, is about education um, and it's it's teaching people about um, you know things that you you wouldn't do at home. We, we hope you wouldn't do when you're traveling. And that might be, you know, we talked, I talked about it just a little bit earlier, but mm. um, taking photos of kids, um, you know, that yeah, you and how many people, <laughs> yeah. How many people do you see coming home, plastering all over Facebook, the beautiful children that they've taken pictures of and, you know, and, and you think, well, you, you know, like it's, it's, you, you tend not to think anything of it, but I can see, I can see how much of an impact that would have, on just tourism itself and you don't realise that maybe maybe you had to pay for that photo or maybe um, may, maybe that impact is so much more ingrained that that village aren't really susceptible to, you know, that, that type of photography or they don't even have any knowledge that it is online. Um, yeah, right. so I can, see, I yeah. can see that, yeah. So, yeah, and look, we, we, we're trying to educate um, our people. As I said, I've, I've, cre- I've committed the sins. I, I've um, visited the orphanages, you know, and I didn't know. Um, yeah, I I've done we the same. We, we, I think mm. a lot of us have done it, but you know, taking a, a picture of a child or going to a visit a school or an orphanage, kids are not tourist attractions, and we shouldn't treat them that way. So mm. you know, so that's, that's like our little slice of culture, though. You know, yeah, that you know, it's it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah, and that's the thing. As I said, there's more. We're not the only you know operator out there that's traveling like this. Yeah. And the more of us that do it, and the more people that go away and travel that way the better we'll be all traveling, you know, in the future. So I, I like to think that, um, you know, we're getting better at, at this. We've just launched, there's an initiative um, with through G Adventures and we're talking about re-travel. Um, and it's about those things. It's about um, indigenous culture. It's about women. It's about children, you know, um, and wildlife. We may have done things one way in the past, but as we're sort of rebuilding the travel you know, industry and, and, and planes are starting to operate again, let's not, keep doing it the way that we have been um, mm. you know this is a chance to change some stuff so it, yeah and and I think it does feel like a lot of people are on board with that yeah totally I I get that vibe as well like a lot of people are just wanting to be a little bit more conscious moving forward um so I think I think with with women travelers with G Adventures what would normally be the age and demographic across the board of the tours that you take overseas? Okay, so um, great question. There's no simple answer for that. So yes, I know it's a tricky why, one. <laughs> I know. Um, look, the yeah, we are uh, we have more um, ladies or, or female travel with us um, than we do men, and um, we have a a big portion of that is uh, single female travelers um, who choose to to go away with us so um, I'd say we're probably at about 65 percent um, female travelers and and that's globally but then again 
we market and sell out of a lot of different destinations. So out of Australia um, and New Zealand, I think where some of your listenership um, comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah, that number does fit. Now, the reason why it's hard to give a demograph um, of age is because we've got such a range. Um, you know, we offer some family trips, so people going away with their kids um, through to, we've got the active trips, we've got the wellness trips, which I think you and I are going to talk about a little yes, bit more. Yes, definitely keen for that. I think what it is, is it's more of a, a, it's a mindset or a lifestyle demograph. That's where I would put it. So yeah. if the stuff that I've been talking about, about having an authentic experience, um, sometimes in remote or hard to get to places. So what I mean by that is they, they may be sometimes a little bit more challenging, um, you know, to get to or even physically, there might be longer travel days or they might be a bit rougher than you might be used to. If that, but, you know, at the end of that is an authentic experience. If that appeals to you, then you're probably the right person for, you know, to at least look at um, a G-Adventures trip. Um, but then, yeah, something like the wellness one, which I think, as I said, we're going to talk about a bit more. Um, we really only seem to have, um, you know, women interested in doing those ones. We haven't actually had many men inquire at all about those. Um, and, yeah, it's a new travel style of ours, um, which definitely resonates uh, resonates with our with our ladies yes um but yeah I, as i said it's, it's a tough one to answer um we have what i have noticed we have some trips that i think are possibly more thrilling or exciting you know when i look at them i think wow that's scary that's way out there <laughs> um and one of the trends that we notice is um often those will be the ones that we get more single female travelers booked on and be it that, mm. it's, um, you know, they, they want to travel in a group, they want it organized, they want the social aspect, or even, you know, um, it could be the safety aspects that, that group travel brings. Uh, we get, we seem to find that our most adventurous travelers keen on the far-flung remote places are our, our women travelers, yes. uh, which really excites me. Um, so, yeah, I know we were talking about your listenership and, and G-Adventures. I think the numbers match each other perfectly. Yes. Um, but ages and, and gender um yeah so that yeah I guess that's the long answer I hope that that's sort of... <laughs> no no that's perfect because yeah that's kind of with aligning with what I've kind of um seen as well coming through and I've been in travel for 12 years or 12 plus years now heading yeah. into my 13th year which yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a, a labor of love you just you just can't leave because you're so passionate <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I mean, what you know, it is an amazing industry, and it's got such amazing people in it. And that's the that's the thing that I love about it is I'll never know everything about the world. Um, I, I feel like there might even be some trades where you could actually become an expert in it, and you can you can become very very good in this you know travel space. But things change, and that's, right. that's what I love about it. Um, and also. I mean, how good is it to help facilitate or organize someone going away on? actual life-changing experiences and that's the thing that I think you're there for I'm here for people come to me or, or to yourself and they say this is my bucket list you know I, I spoke to um, you know my parents I was going to do this or um, I've wanted to do this my whole life or I read this or I watched this movie or I have to do this and we help facilitate that um, and there's, I know. making you know, dreams come true is pretty special <laughs> it, it is it is I, I mean yeah, I've, I've been not too much longer than yourself in the industry, but I still, I get really emotional when I see someone doing, you know, these amazing things that, that we get to support them to do. Um, and, you know, 
we also get to do so we, we love travel ourselves Steph yes I think that's, yes that keeps us totally here. <laughs> yeah. and speaking of life-changing moments in your role with G Adventures because you've been w- with them for quite a long time um, and you've worked for you know such a travel conscious company how has that changed the way that you see travel and we've had a conversation earlier that in an ideal world that you would have three trips a year and they're all very vastly different can you explain why you (laughs) choose such crazy adventures (laughs) yeah okay okay so um Right. So when we were talking about, you know, in an ideal world for me, I would have three trips a year. And look, that's very privileged and it doesn't always happen that way. But as I said, in an ideal world. Um, so there is always uh, one because, you know, travel is my career. So there's always one that I want to go away and learn something about a destination that's popular for, for travelers coming up or right now um, or something that you know, we need to, that we sell a lot of that I need to know more about. So, I mean, the Inca Trail, we're the number one um, company on the Inca Trail. So it's really important that I know everything I can about that. So I've been to Peru a bunch of times and learned as much as I can about Peru. Um, and that supports my career and my career growth. Um, then there's the drop and flop, which, look, I love it. I, I do like to just be able to switch off because we have busy lives and, um you know, and initially when I first started working with G Adventures, it was really hard. I couldn't tell anyone I was going to a Pacific Island for a week to do nothing because they're all like, why aren't you climbing a mountain or why aren't you with a remote community? Why aren't you doing all these thrilling things? Um, but, you know, as I said, we lead busy lives. It's okay to stop for a bit. And then um, I like to do the the scary ones. So um, this, you know, I, I'll look at something that, might be hard to find information about um, or the idea of going there gives me, you know, butterflies and <laughs> I'll, I'll go there. Uh, cool. So, book, book me now. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So um, that, that's an ideal world. Look, um, you know, I think up until a couple of years ago before, um, you know, starting a family, like that was what I was doing. Um, but now travel's changed for me. So I'm definitely looking. I mean, I just had an amazing couple of weeks spent um around where was I Coffs Harbour um and um, up in the mountains there beautiful Mm -hmm. I had an amazing time um as good as any other sort of overseas trip I've had because I was with the right people and um you know I I planned it perfectly so I got exactly what I was after um, without having to jump on a plane um, which was good but I think you asked also um working for a a conscious business and how has that impacted how I travel Mm. It's actually impacted my life. Um, I, I was very much, um, I, I think, just a bit, I, did, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of impacts that we can have. Um, and that might be as simple as recycling properly or mm. choosing what, you know, food I buy, where it's produced, how far it's traveled, um, you know, where the money's going back into it. it it's resonated through and, and impacted a lot more of what I do than I, I was aware of. Um, but yeah, in regards to travel, uh, it does make it a bit of a challenge because I, I see some really close friends of mine doing stuff that I think, you know, those aren't sustainable practices and we shouldn't be doing that. Mm. And I don't want to be the, you know, the, the Debbie, downer. the Debbie downer. Telling yeah. Them, or the Dan telling them, downer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be the Dan downer, but, Dan I'll, you downer. Know, but, but I, 
I do sometimes feel that it's my, you know, I've been lucky enough to have the opportunity to learn. Yes. And someone taught me once uh, about, you know, how to do things better. So now it's my turn to give back and, and educate people. And I'll do that with friends. Um, you know, I might see them posting, um, you know, example, someone was um, posing with wildlife on the streets in, um, in Bangkok. And, I, you know, I messaged them and said, hey, look, let's have a chat about that when you get back. And um, they were really open to it and said I had no idea. Um, you know, what I was doing was sort of perpetuating taking wildlife from the jungle and not treating them well um, until I'd done that. No, not everyone loves hearing that. Um, and it does make it hard. It does make it hard as someone who works for a business that is is very conscious about what they do, um, that that's always in, that's you're always aware of it. Um, that's right. And I think it flows... I think that sort of concept flows throughout your daily life as well. Like just as you were saying, how it teaches you even just to do the simplest of tasks, like recycling properly. I had a girlfriend at my house the other day and I had just come back from the dentist and I was, you know, showing off all my goodies because she just loaded me up with, you know, sensitive toothpaste and a toothbrush and all this stuff. And, and I was showing her like just as a, I don't know, entertainment strategy perhaps. <laughs> And she looked at me and she went, Steph, that toothbrush takes thousands of years to break down. You need to get a bamboo toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, I didn't even know. Between you and I, I didn't even know that they made them. Right. Well, and that, I would yeah, walk and that's... straight past. And I think it's just like my parents didn't really do that. I don't really do that. My son's got a plastic toothbrush. Like, you wouldn't even think like something is so, so so little as that is going to make such a tremendous change in your everyday and then flowing on out into the world as well to those countries that don't that, that probably don't even have a toothbrush you know or have that sort of routine in their lives but something so small like that can just be so detrimental to, to their environment that and you know bless your friends um, who who <laughs> was bold and and brave enough yeah. To to take you know to take a start, stand and tell you something that, as I you know we both said you don't want to be a downer, but it is up to us to educate people. If we do know, um, you know do it do it properly, do it with compassion, but um, you know educate and and that's what I think <clears throat> that the businesses that that travel like G Adventures, which are about being sustainable and responsible um, and ethical in what we do. Um, we are showing people that it's possible and we're teaching people, you know, I, I go through the feedback that we get from trips and, and it's always really lovely to, to see where someone's eyes and maybe their heart has been opened to something they didn't know about. They thought they were going to hike Kilimanjaro, but little did they know (laughs) that they were going to be encountering, um, you know, people or, or destination that would have a big impact on how they live their lives when they get back home. Wow. Um, one of the places that did that for me, and I think it's, um, you know, back to a, a travel sort of way how this connects. Um, this is there's one destination I think that creates fans of the environment or, or champions for the environment more than anywhere else, which is Antarctica. Mm. Uh, we G Adventures we have a vessel. We've been operating there for a number of years now. And I was lucky enough to travel to Antarctica in 2015. So I went at the start of the season, wow. which is sort of late November. And we depart from the bottom of South America, from Ushuaia, yes. um, and head over. So it's a small ship. 
um, that we use, just 130 people on board. Um, and yeah, it's a beautiful little vessel, but we had two days of the Drake shake going. So huge waves getting there. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing is, is the excitement levels are so high on your way to Antarctica that you could put, you put up with anything. It's the um, major bucket list tick off the box, isn't it? Like it's such a, it is such a big deal. It is such a big deal. And I think there's so many travellers out there that are just like, okay, Antarctica is the only continent I haven't ticked off my list, so let's do it. <laughs> oh, that number seven. Yeah, because once you've been to your seventh continent, apparently you're supposed to take a photo holding up seven fingers. And oh. um, we had over half the vessel doing that. So there's a couple of things that happen. So yeah. when you're on the Drake Passage or, um, you know, in between meals or landings there's no entertainment on board you know it's a small ship and but it's about education so there's constant lectures so you're learning about the, the history um the explorers flora fauna um and then you know a little bit more about sort of impact of um the rest of the world is having on antarctica so as i said it creates champions for environment um which is fantastic but also um the people that go um, and this is something I wasn't prepared for. I knew I was going to love Antarctica. I knew I was going to cry as soon as I stepped foot. Oh, yes, and I did. I, did. I love that. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was really special. Um, as soon as I got back, rang mum up. I said, oh, we made it. You know, like, you know, we, you know it's number seven. Like, wow. Because we'd always wanted to travel together. It just wasn't available to us. But yes. it felt like, um, you know, we, we had got somewhere. So, um, but what I wasn't prepared for. Was, oh, I got goosebumps. That's so, yeah, that's so yeah. special. That's so special <laughs> it to is. them. Love it. So the people that you travel with, like you sit down for meals, they're, they're, it's very casual on board. Like there's nothing fancy about it at all. Um, I, I guess apart from the lectures, very qualified lecturers. But um, everyone you speak to, this is the seventh continent. So they're really well-traveled. Yes. And generally what happens if you travel a bit and you travel, I think, like G-Adventures or, or other small group or um, operators do, um, very open-minded, very interested in the world, interested in people, um, and and that was every time I sat down, I'd sit down with somebody different, a different couple or someone on their own, and hours would pass by before I realized, like, oh, okay, it's another landing. Like, we just get lost in conversation. So <laughs> the caliber of people going is they, you know, they're explorers and they're, they're, they're thinkers. The that's it. That's it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and, and once you've hit six continents, oh, that seventh, that just plays on your mind. It's always at the back that you've got one more continent that you need to go and visit to count to have your seventh continent photo. But again, you know, as we know, you never stop traveling. You go to one place and it adds three or four more um, to you. So I think, I think that's why, you know, we also then go to the Arctic with the same vessel. So people will they'll do both poles with us. Um, oh, so I love that. Is there is there any destination, Dan, that you've been to that has actually really changed your world, flipped you on its head in in a in a good or bad way, or something you've done recently? Or yeah, look, um, everywhere I've been, because so how we a lot of my trips have been with G Adventures, and I'll talk mostly about about that because you know that's why we're here so being a small group you've got a really low impact when you arrive in a place getting off public transport you're not you're not like okay here come the tourists it's it's you're so there's less filters between you and everybody around you so it's very real so you know an experience um can just be it can happen on a train um it can happen at a homestay or when you go off on your own and that's the great thing about our trips is because we're doing an activity, it doesn't mean you have to come and do it. If you want your own time, if you don't want to be with the group, 
our guide will help you if you want them to. They'll um, direct you. They'll um, give you taxi information. They'll tell you what you need to know. And you can go off on your own. So being in a small group with that flexibility and, and free time, you can really build the experience that you want, again, with the safety, security, social aspects of that group that you can come back to. So there is that. But look, I think every time I've been to South America, um, personally, something big has happened in my life. So be it career, relationship, just lifestyle, something has always happened every time I go to South America. So Something in the water in South America. Uh, it, there, I, and I stopped going. <laughs> You're like, I can't deal with all these changes. My life is really happy. I don't need a change right now. No, it's good. My life's great. So, um, and also, you know, like I, I'm such a fan of Asia. So my most recent trip, I went with a friend. Um, we jumped on motorbikes. We went to Pakistan um, and we went sort of traveling around northern Pakistan, around the Karakoram Highway, which is absolutely stunning. And that was one of those trips that I said, Steph, you know, I go somewhere that scares me. So it was, it was just a little bit harder to find information about Pakistan than it was Thailand. Like it's there, you know, yes. if you want it. But it wasn't as easily accessible. So, um, yeah, we, we had motorbikes. There's a really good friend of mine from G Adventures, uh, Maddie, and we just had three weeks and it was so beautiful. We saw, I don't think I saw anyone else from any other country. I think I saw some domestic tourists, um, but it is, it was cherry blossom season. Wow. So going, yeah. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. I just, I couldn't get over, um, you know, there's, there's glaciers and there's beautiful valleys. We went to the, the five giants, which is the start of five mountain ranges and two rivers flow through there. So the Himalaya, I've seen the start of where it begins and like, it was such a spiritual, special place. Um, like th that will always stay with me. Um, just sitting, you know, riding on a motorbike to that place and watching the sunset over it. Um, that was very, very special. So I think that was the last big scary one I'll get to go to for a while. Mm. Um, next, it might be a cruise with a kids club or, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, a resort. Slop and drop. Pop the kids, that's it. So <laughs> that could be on the cards for now. But, um, yeah, I think Pakistan will always have a bit of my heart for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that when when places encapsulate you and then, yeah, mm. and you come home and you just feel so different. You're thinking, oh, that was that was quite a journey. <laughs> yes, and I had a pair of boots, and that's, that's what I love this. So um, I've had this pair of motorbike boots for years now, and they fell apart on the very last day there. <laughs> um, and I took I took them to get them repaired, and there was just a guy on the side of the road, and, um, you know, I misheard um, what he said, and he's like, you know, I thought, oh, 30 bucks, that's going to be great. Yeah, I can afford that. He's going to restitch my boots. It was $3, and they're still good now, but I've got these – you know, the, the story of these boots, which I've been traveled all over the world with, but now they've been fixed by, you know, a man on the side of Ronan Gilgit in, in Pakistan, and they mean so much more to me. Um, so I don't wear them for riding the motorbike anymore. They're too special. No, that's right. That's a souvenir in itself. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> now, how can our lovely ladies out there find more about G Adventures and the amazing destinations and tours that you have on offer? Well, I think, Steph, it would be about contacting yourself. Like, you've been a great 
um, supporter and partner of ours for a long time. So I would have to say start with you. Yay. Uh, um, I, love, I, love, I love advocating for Jade Ventures. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you do. And that's how you first um, came to my attention um, or, or the business attention. So, um, yeah, you've been a big supporter of ours. So I would definitely say start with you. Okay. Um, great, thank you. If there's anything people want to know about us, we're, we're very available. Um, if you're on any of the social medias, you'll find us there. G Adventures um, is, the, is the tag um, or the handle for most things. Um, but, yeah, geoadventures.com, uh, great website there. We've got our blogs, uh, so you can go in. And if you just want to know um, what was the most recent thing on there, uh, that, you know, the health benefits of turmeric, you can read about that. If you want to know what you need to pack to climb Kilimanjaro or how to or, how to train for it, you can go there as well. If you want to know more about the work that we're doing with um, our woman, with our social um, enterprises and communities, you can find that in our blog or on our website as well. So we're very available. Um, we've got all of the channels um, that you might need us, social, um, so, social media. And yeah, like I said, just start with yourself. I think that's you know us I can, I can about direct, as well as anyone. I can direct people to where they need to go. That's that's why I'm here. Perfect. <laughs> also, um, next time you're on the show, we will be diving into the different travel styles that G has on offer. Um, so, yeah, it's not a surprise why so many past passengers re- keep returning back to G because you guys have so much to offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. And that's the thing. Like, it's really great to see. And we do have people who they've sort of grown up traveling with us. So we've been around for 30 years. So when they first started, they were looking for the cheapest um, bare bones, late nights, rough mornings, you know, <laughs> wild sort of experiences. And then they might have moved into, you know, maybe a little bit slower, but I want to get to know the destination better. I want more homestays or, um, you know, I want to use more local transport through to things like, which I know we're excited to talk about, which is our wellness program, you know, week-long retreats um, in beautiful parts of the world um, and our sailing um, trips as well. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting to see over 30 years, people have sort of grown and their tr- styles of travel change um, as they change. Yes, uh, I can yes. agree with that. I can agree yes. with that. My tastes <laughs> now are so different to what they were, you know, even five, <laughs> ten years ago. Yep. But, um, yeah, yep. I, look, I really look forward to to doing those episodes with you, right. Dan. I think they'll be awesome. So stay tuned for those coming soon. But I just want to thank you for coming on the show today, Dan. I'm, I'm so excited. It's um, I think I think the more that we speak about travel in a positive way now that we, at time of recording, we're right slack bang in the middle of COVID. Um, so yeah, I really am excited for things moving forward and really grateful for people like yourself supporting me and supporting the podcast and being able to deliver so much valuable information to the ladies listening out there. Yeah. Thanks. Steph. As I said, on behalf of G Adventures, thank you so much for having us along. And, um, yeah, it is, as we said, we looked at your, um, your people who are part of your podcast and listen to you and it's, it's exactly who travels with us. So it's a great fit and um, I'm excited as well. Thank you. All right. Well, I will catch you very soon, Dan. Thanks so much. Thank you, Steph. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Dan. That was incredible. I loved learning more. A little Every time we speak, I learn a little bit more about G Adventures and I just love being an advocate for G. I think it's an amazing product. I love everything that you do 
And I think that moving forward in the world of travel, we are going to be making those mindful decisions when it comes to sustainability and traveling responsibly and traveling with purpose. So a lot of key messages in this one today. So I really hope that you've taken some key takeaways for yourself. But one of the major ones for me was what that Dan had explained was that G Adventures doesn't always get it right. And I so respect him for saying that because so many travel companies out there Unlike G, they, they feel like they're doing a slam dunk every time. And I get that. And I guess that's what they want to be known for. But G Adventures, they're really working with the people. They're working with the locals, the villagers, the people in need, and really, really doing their hardest work to continuously evolve the product. So it continues to be better. It continues to be more sustainable and they're all in a race to be better, not in a race against each other. So I really love that. Thanks, Dan. Quite a few links and resources in today's episode. So if you head over to travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 16, you can download all of the show notes for this episode and be mindful that we are doing a mini series for G Adventures. So there'll be plenty more episodes between me, myself and Dan in the future. Um, so if you head over to the show notes, you've got access to all of G Adventures links and resources. So you've got the Instagram handle. You can go over and read their blog, which is absolutely incredible. So go over and do that. Also, if you are looking at a G Adventures trip, please do let me know. There are links of how to get in contact with me directly on the show notes. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. So make sure you head over to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, sorry, and leave me a five-star review and a rating that would make my day. And also make sure you've subscribed. And then that way you get notified when the new episodes drop for our mini series. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast and you're on Instagram, please head over and give me a tag or a follow and also include me on what your key takeaways are. I'd really love to know what your feedback is. So I look forward to chatting soon. Thank you. Bye.